On this episode of the Danny Cola Podcast, Frank Puglisi of the Young Minds Podcast. I reached out to this kid via Instagram because his Instagram handle is super inspirational. Check him out at Frank underscore Puglisi. This guy is the host of the Young Minds Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, the whole nine yards. And he's all about figuring out what motivates humans to be better what ignites people to optimize their health mentally physically which ways can we go about doing that through exercise through socialization through mental exercises like meditation and possibly a little bit we talk about psychedelics and how they're kind of coming into the light of how they can help people with depression and anxiety and PTSD and all that. So we take a little bit of a deep dive into exercise, movements, podcasts, what inspires us. We take a little bit of a deep dive and getting to know Frank and where he comes from. Uh, It's just two guys that are obviously trying to go through life and figuring shit out as they go. And it's apparent that together we want to bring up a better generation and influence and help people kind of go through the motions kind of like what we're doing we're i like to think alpha males that are going through life and asking the same questions that other people might be asking as well like what is our purpose how do we manage to make the best of this time here uh on this planet it's just a such a weird concept and i think this is what this podcast is becoming about it's how can we optimize how can we be a better version of ourselves and i think we do that by bettering each other and we can do that through this medium of a podcast so it was a fun conversation i look forward to collaborating with frank on future podcasts i think um he's somebody that is going to influence a whole ton of people and i'm really glad that we got to record this podcast people so i'm glad that uh, you get to hear it right now so without further ado here's the podcast with my man frank puglisi of the young minds podcast check out his instagram check out his podcast all the information will be in the show notes thank you for all the love and support and enjoy the show um so you live in uh, in Long Island, where all the Italians live. Yes, yeah, that's that's where they uh, they stay. They they went to Ellis Island, and then they were like, "Hmm, what's around here where we could just sit down and we'll all just congregate this little area?" So it was the Irish and the Italian just kind of said, "Fuck it, yeah, we're just gonna go east." And uh, yeah, so we basically have this long flat island full of very close-minded individuals uh it's very hard to find and and i really mean that too because the culture here is very uh you know pretentious who's better than who money rules everything your status is everything and you know you grow up in that environment and you realize after you start to develop and you start to develop personality and relationships you realize that you know that i that idealistic way of living is extremely detrimental to who you are and what how you can sustain happiness and sustain a fulfilled life because the shit that they value here is or they think they value it's just unsustainable and it's uh the vibe here is not the greatest you know so black wednesday is so funny how you say that because 
Like I live or I grew up in a community, a suburb of Chicago, outside of Chicago that has that very same mentality, dude. Their value yeah. system is so fucked up. And, and you're so right. It totally like puts a stunt on people's growth. And then what do you get? You get a bunch of stubborn adults that are not willing to listen or have a different mindset for the greater good of humanity. It's really ridiculous, man. Yeah, exactly. Because they're so focused on their own growth or what they consider growth. Because for them, growth is monetary. It comes in status, um, uh, quantity of relationships, not necessarily quality. And I don't want to discount everybody. I mean, there are great people here. But but the the common census is how much money do they make? Let's just let's put uh, let's use this as an example. So if a girl, your average girl my age, so figure 25 year old girl. uh, You are you're 25. I'm 25 years old. Yeah. Dude, I got to say, man, you're doing really well for yourself. Your Instagram is popping. You are an inspirational cat and like, I guess, Good, thank you. Uh, m- mature, like really mature intellectually. Obviously, you can tell through your podcast, the way you present yourself on Instagram and like you're just different talking to you in just for six minutes now, like you are you got your head on right. So anyway, continue what you're saying. Oh, thank you. It could be that or the weed. It, it's whatever. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, yeah, no. So. Basically, a, a girl my age, 25, brings a guy home and she brings him to her family or brings her to the friends. It, it, you can't fail. So she brings him to the family. The family's first three questions are going to be, what's his background? So uh, what's his uh, nationality? And what does he do for a living? And what does he drive? Like those would be the go-to questions for both friends and family for the most part around here because that's just how it's driven. Ooh, that's so weird. And so it's it's interesting that like you're at this age, like see that. And, and, and you're saying you still live in this community? So, so I'll give you a, I'll I'll give you some background on myself. So I grew up in upper middle class. Um, my family does very well and I see it. And it's it's very clear and obvious, but they're not in your face. They're very we're very well I mean, I have to kind of commend my parents. They're amazing people. The houses stay together. They love each other, my parents. And like I have a, my sister and she's a lawyer. They basically raised like your stereotypical quote unquote perfect family. So when I saw this, I was like, okay, so if we are this this archetype of what a perfect family should be, then why are they so focused on things that don't make them happy? Or why are they so focused on status, so focused on money as like their recreational or it, to this it's basically, if you were to focus on family, right, that's your main focus, that's your joy, that's your livelihood, then next should be maybe a hobby or something that you do with your your partner or something outside of family, right? You should have a, an interest. And the interest is always, I mean, it's just th- whether it be money or um, acquisition, so materials, anything that basically puts your status upward in this uh, social climate that they have. It's just basically the more money you have, the more materials you have the further up you advance. And that's there's they're caught in that mindset because they've already passed the successful point. They should have been happy at a certain point and then it just kept going. And it just drives them to to kind of look away from the beautiful things in life. Like the, there's beauty in everything and you need to just sit back and take a breath and look at things. And I used to watch this when I was growing up. I was like, why aren't they happy? Don't they? I feel like we have so much money. Money was never a problem. Are like, you saying your parents weren't happy or your are sister and all that or my so so basically my parents um they're happy they're happy right everybody's happy my family is happy for the most part but the drive to continue to continually 
acquire, whether it be material items or more money or uh, spending more time at work, caring more about their status. They're not really doing much, you know, like they're not. And for me, like I love having hobbies and interests and doing things, but for them, you know, it's just, I'd rather spend more time working so that I can make the money so that I could then feel comfortable. And then we could, you know, just, I mean, you, you basically live from there. You're just alive. You're not going out and performing, doing anything fun uh, with your spare time or having any interest beyond just being home, watching TV, eating dinner, and then going to sleep. Contentment, you know, like contentment, right? You're talking about content, security, contentment, just kind of all that same, same thing that there's, they're not looking to achieve more, but they are constantly working and stressing themselves out on a regular basis got when they it, got it got when it could really be just sit back and enjoy what you have like you've acquired all these materials now use them or have fun with with whatever you're doing instead of looking for other people's approval and uh yeah, just there's constantly- definitely dude there's definitely that that like you have to find a little bit of balance in between like doing what makes you like happy right and for your parents, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know your family, but it's, it sounds like they're well off, but they just don't have like a like a, a passion anymore. They're just kind of doing the day to day, you know, stressing over the things that don't essentially matter really in the real world as we know it. They're just kind of like going through the motions, making sure bills are paid, and they, and, and I, I guess what I'm trying to understand what you're saying, they don't like sit back and just kind of like smell the roses every once in a while. Exactly. So it's a constant momentum of life to try to acquire more things that aren't gaining them anything in their social or, um, or social interests and also their general interests because there are no general interests because the time being spent is towards work and then a little bit of time for family, but then stressing out that works interfering with family. It's just like, where, what's the goal here? But that's not just my family. I don't want to like jump on my family because they're awesome people. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Honestly, bro, honestly incredible. that sounds like super normal. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I, you always have like that little resentment towards your family, but it's not resentment. It's more like, thanks for showing me what I really don't want to do 100%, but thanks for showing me the really critical 80% that got you here. And then I'm going to change 20% of this because I grew up in a different generation. I'm exposed to different things and I have to account for that. You know, they did grow up in a different time where like, you know, you didn't have you didn't necessarily have food on the table every single night. So your drive to acquire, you know, money and security and just gain all these things so that you could just stay alive and not worry. That's the goal. And I I do understand that. But when I look at that, I say, okay, that's great. But here there's the family values are so strong or the family influence is so strong that you're actually perpetuating that lifestyle. Although that you don't need those resources anymore, you've acquired the wealth. So now that work ethic needs to evolve with the times. That's the part that, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, but for me, I see that and I go, well, why would I continue doing what they're doing? Because that looks like a lot of work with very, very little return relative to the effort being put in. Like I could put that effort into something smarter, basically like this, trying to sure. express myself and express views that maybe people have not uh, even thought of yeah. and consider those and just give food for thought and so you know, have conversations like this. Yeah, dude, you're fucking spot on. Like you're a go getter, right? So you're trying to fi- you're trying to like live a passion, right? So in- instead of just making sure the bills are paid, you're out there trying to take advantage of opportunities that you've been given because your family's so hardworking that you want to make a living doing something that's a fucking passion that's making a difference. It, it looks like you know, I, 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 dude, I'm I'm like I'm bingo, bingo. exactly. 
Bingo. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you this, man. Uh, or let me just yeah. let me just kind of go in this direction. Like, yeah, I, sure. I, I say the same. I say the same things you say, and it took me a long time. And there are times because I, I I ask these questions. I'm like, why is my brother as motivated as I am? He's so content being where he is. And then I would see like. I would see like uh, like potential in him to 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 do something that I thought was in his best interest, and I would like try to push him against his will. And then I I was like, well, why isn't he like, why isn't he a go getter like I am? And, and it took me a long time, like, and and it cost me it cost me like uh, a little bit of a, a good relationship that I had with my brother. Kind of like took us a little, you know, in a in a weird in a weird state because like I would push this this kid that didn't have the same type of thinking that I, I had. And even though we were brothers and very similar, like his thought process was very different. I just, I guess the moral of the story is not everyone is the same number one. And then number two, like people grow up in different eras and different generations where the mindset of that current structure and time and society was a certain way. So humans, we fucking adapt to our surrounding. Like we try to figure out whatever it is and we figure out what the game is and we try to play the game so that we can survive. And then we go a step further. We try to be the alpha and then we go a step further and we want to try to like, uh, you know, bring this group of people in with my ways of thinking. Like it's, it's interesting the way humans kind of evolve, do their own thing. Everyone's so different but the same we have a lot at the same time we have a lot of the same characteristics you know so like here you are you've grown up in upper middle class your parents just and and i don't know like what what's what's their background were they like hard workers or did they did they like were they born into money no no extremely hard workers so they built built um, something essentially right Exactly. Yeah, they awesome. they took the sacrifices of the grandparents and then Are ran with it. Are they foreigners? Did they come from Italy? Or yeah, so both sides were were immigrants from Italy. Um, my mom was born in. They came to Illinois, actually, ironically. Oh, cool. And uh, that's where my mother was born, and then they came into New York and then moved here. Uh, my father also was descendants of first generation. Um, so. They came over. Cool. His grandpa, his parents came over, and uh, yeah, cool, man. That's so, that's that's awesome. Like, I, I have the same roots. I mean, I, I was going to ask you too. Like, your last name is Pugliese, right? Yes. Yeah, and you're the first person to say that first. Say it correctly. <laughs> to, to say it correctly first. Yeah, uh, I'm sure people. I'm sure you get like Pugliese and shit like that all the time. That that is yeah. That's how it's said. Like I even say it that way. So my just because so Puglia is obviously a region in southern Italy. You know that. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that's probably where your parents are from, your family's from, Puglia, right? Puglia? Uh, so if that's Sicily? No, Puglia, Puglia is, uh, is like the, uh, the the bottom of the hill, the region of the bottom of the hill, and then Sicily is like uh, the island, right? So, yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't know if that was like a, a, somewhere in Sicily. That's mm-hmm. why I'm not really familiar with it. I know I'm Sicilian and Abilidon oh. and or Naples. Yeah. And – Yes, and that's how it's usually said. But for me, to be honest, I I never really gave a shit because I I no, it's weird because my grandparents on my father's side are super Italian, like they have heavy accents. My mother's side's a little bit more detached and more Americanized, so it never really appeared to me that like we were these Italians because my dad kind of absorbed a lot of the Italian and then just never spread it onto yes, us. He was very Americanized. I just become more Americanized. Yeah, like just so hardworking and then 
cultured into, you know, he's in the car business and basically just got, he exploded from there. So that's, that's kind of, uh, their background. So that whole Italian generation skip, it, it didn't make it to me, you know, and it was never glorified to me. I always felt like I was an outsider. Yeah, no, it's very, it's very common. It's very common, uh, that, you know, my mother-in-law too. So she came from, uh, from Puglia, right? Pugliese, that's, uh, Puglia is, uh, the region and my, both my, my parents too are from there. Um, but she came, she came to America when she was, uh, I don't know, 10, 11, whatever. And, uh, you know, got, you know, started dating American guy right away. And then, you know, married this guy eventually. And, you know, my wife is the product of them just grew up super American like you. She didn't want to be known as the funny Italian girl. You know, my mother-in-law, that is, when she was growing up. She wanted to adapt to the American lifestyle, American culture right away. And it's very common, you know. Like, my wife grew up not speaking any Italian, barely understanding it. And, like, <clears throat> like just like you, not really a uh, – it wasn't a part of your culture growing up. But anyway, going back, going back, going back to it all, like, your parents were go-getters, generation of – Go and get going to make it happen, making the American dream like a real thing. That was what the mindset was. Oh, dobbiamo andare all'America. Like we're gonna go to we're gonna go to America, dude. We're gonna fucking rock the party. We're gonna do we're gonna do this shit. And that's the mindset that they've they've created. And over time, if they don't challenge their ways of thinking, they're gonna stay roughly in the same mindset. Go to work, 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 and then retire at a certain age. Like a lot of America's got that mindset still, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's interesting when you come from nothing, gain, gain something, and then feel like you've made it, but then over time become stagnant and, and, and you know, and enthusiasm and passion. And, you know, a lot of times yeah. who's the, who are the people on, on pills and who are depressed? The people that are, are well off financially. They're like, what the hell do I do with my time now? Like what's important, yeah, what's important to me in life? Like it's, it's an interesting way to think about things, but you, my friend, it, you, you, you're breaking the mold a little bit. Like what the fuck lights you on fire? You're talking like this, this, you got to go get it. You got to live like, a, like, you know, you got to live your passion, make each day count. Like what inspires you and how, how did you, how are you becoming so like, like, uh, inspirational? What, what's going on with you? What kind of water are you drinking, friend? So, ta. So right now I'm actually drinking a Zevia soda. It's sweetened with stevia, some root beer flavor. But um, so thank you for all that. Super flattering. I appreciate that. But uh, I'm not. I'm nothing special. Basically, what I do is I study the human, like objectively. So, okay, so I study the human biologically. And then I also study the human in today's society and I compare the two. So I look at them and I read about them objectively and I'm super, super, super enthusiastic about what motivates people. I want to know what motivates you, not in like a, you know, what makes you a motivational speaker, but the, the term motivation, like the need to, to, uh, to act right? What is motivating you? Something scaring you? Is something driving you towards it? Is it attractive? So like, what is the mechanism in place, right? So on the biological level, you have to understand how this, I call it the meat vehicle, how it works, yeah, right? This you, is the thing you, you, you listen, I'm, I'm sure you, you and I listen to a lot of the same shit. Like, yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk more about that. But anyway, continue. All right. Yeah. 
So you need to understand, yeah, like you need to understand the body and the mind and that they are the same thing. So we cannot neglect this, our vehicle. Like if you want your car to run right, you got to change the oil and put in the right gas and you need to make sure that you inspect the parts and, you know, you got to feel it when you drive, you got to understand what's going on. Right. And a lot of people put forward this, this notion that that comes second or comes third, or it doesn't even come up in in the top five of your concerns. What you need to worry about is your job and acquiring more money and doing all the shit. It's like, you're looking at the results. You're not looking at the process to gain the results that you're looking for. You're not results driven. You're just, your primitive monkey brain cannot handle all of these steps that it takes to lay the uh, framework to then build a full, supple, fulfilling life that then yields you money. You don't, you can't see it. You're not, it's a, it's not a laziness, but it's just like a lack of perspective. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's, that's don't understand how people work, right? So, like, although I could have all the money in the world, you could win lottery and have all the money in the world, but if your ethic as a person is shit, or if your health is shit, and you're neglecting your body's ability to maintain itself, right? You don't need drugs. You don't need any. Uh, crazy tr- uh, crutches that are detrimental to you, right? So, like, I consider weed, a, it's not a drug, right? I find that to be fun. It's not a coping mechanism. It's just a, it's a utility, right? But every other thing that's going to increase your... Weed affects people in different ways, though, you know what I mean? No, it definitely does. And I and I, I kind of mean that loosely. Yeah. But um, there are people who are on these drugs that are increasing their dopamine, right? So this is where the biological part comes in. You look at people who are looking for this quick quick drug, whether it be sugar, hard drugs, speed, um, things like that to try to feel good or to gain an edge in something that doesn't necessarily matter because happiness comes from building the foundation so that you could work off of. But everybody's looking for results. And it's just today things have gotten faster and faster and faster. And you realize that today's human versus what a biological human is are two totally different things. You have one that's looking for immediate gratification because it knows it can achieve that through what medium? It all depends on your circumstances, right? Uh, it could be drugs, money, sex, whatever, gambling. And then you have on the human side, there's a process, there's hardship, there's stress, there's, you need to endure long periods of stress. You need to understand what it's like to have nothing so that when you do get something, that experience is so rich that that becomes all you really need. So you need to lower your threshold for what you expect to be great and absorb every single great aspect of life so that you keep that threshold low, right? So you need to endure stress before you can feel good. And a lot of people just like to find that result, which is just feel good. They don't want to do the stress part because that, that hurts, that sucks. And that's, you know, if you want to know where I got started, it came in the gym, right? Because I realized working out would not only help me biologically, but it would help me socially. And social is, you know, today's human is more of appearance. It's not so much like what you could provide, like today, it's a lot about appearance because then it almost helps you provide, right? Like on Instagram or social media, that's so proselytized. So today you need to know how to adapt. How do you work your biological to serve your today's, you know, 2018 human? And basically what I'm trying to say is this got me into the gym because I found the symbiosis between those two, right? I can help myself biologically and also help myself socially. And help, helping myself socially would mean I gain more confidence with more muscle. I feel like I could talk to people. I could look at them in the eye. Um, I don't no, feel I do like feel a little like being wimp. Physi- I, I mean, obviously, being physically fit. Uh, and be, I guess just what you're saying is trying to be comfortable in your own skin and feel confident, right? Is that what you're trying to say? 
Yes, yes. So, but on the biological side, like the endorphins that you release and how you increase your mental acuity and your physical fitness is so good that your blood's flowing well and you never have headaches and you're you're just you operate better when you exercise, right? And then if you can exercise to then build muscle, which is valued in today's society, then that gives you confidence. And then that confidence translates into all these different other opportunities that could help you in life. And then you slowly build the foundation so that when you are faced with any uh, opportunities, you can seize that opportunity, right? But people neglect the biological side. So they always go for the results and they always wonder like, how come I'm stressed out? How come I'm looking for all these immediate gratifications? Because you're not enduring any stress because it takes stress to build value in yourself. You need some sort of, and by stress, I mean a stressor. You don't need like prolonged bullshit stress, not like job stress, not, you know, necessarily any specific stress. Just something needs to be uncomfortable so that you could then be comfortable after and be accomplished and grow from that. Everybody, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Action Coffee. Go to www.drinkaction.com. That's D R I N K A K T I O N. Drinkactioncoffee.com. Check it out. Make sure to use promo code Danny at checkout and get your first order and get 12% off of Action Coffee, especially around the holidays. It's a great gift. It's a great stocking stuffer, a nice bag of dark roast Action Coffee picked from the hills of Antigua, Guatemala. I mean, it's a, I mean no better way to start your day. Uh, take action. Drink action. And without further ado... Back to the podcast with Frank of Young Minds. What I'm trying to say is basically you need to understand the two the two things that we're battling here. We're battling what comes natural to us, which is our, you know, every day we have to deal with this, this physical body and we don't take it as serious or society doesn't take it as serious. You know, like so in schools, they're not teaching kids physical education as much as it really should be educated, right? Like most of our day, we should yeah, be moving. I can, I, I can tell you that from uh, experience. I, that's what I do during the day. I'm a PE teacher. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah. Exactly. So it's like you need you need to be moving and you need to be acquainted with this body because it is who you are. It's how you interface with the world. So I was so involved. I was so uh, obsessed with what motivates people because I'm wondering, well, if you know – if you know what to do, like people know like what they got to do, but a lot of times they just don't have the motivation. And I'm like, well, how do you build that? How do you understand how to do that? How do you feel motivated? Like, does it just come to you? Like, what is it? And it's, you know, in my, in my case with fitness, it was to build myself socially because of where I came from, like basically status and and things like that mattered more than my health. I didn't care about health, but I wanted to build muscles. But I was like, well, I need to take care of my body first because I felt like I wasn't confident. So my motivation was to try to be confident and so that I could score socially. Um, a lot of people take the easy route. You know, a lot of people just will hang out with like the kids who are doing drugs and just kind of take it easy and then just try to uh, – Or take steroids. Or take steroids, <laughs> yeah. When you, say, when you say like the easy route too, like I think in like – like the mindset of like weightlifting. Cause I remember I, dude, I remember when I was, you know, an 18 year old train, cause I, I started personal training first, but I remember like a bunch of kids that, you know, I were working out at the gym that I was at. They were all fucking taking steroids. 
And I was like, are you fucking kidding me at 18 years old doing this stuff? Like they're all taking this D ball stuff and mixing it with pills and shit. And then they started getting like, uh, you know, an estrogen release in their, in their, in their chest. Yeah. And then they started getting like these fat nips, dude. Oh man. <laughs> the guy in a <gynecomastia. laughs> You know, like at 18, all they wanted these kids were like to get super jacked, super fast. And like learning the ins and outs of how to exercise properly and then just kind of doing it every day for a long time. Like I, when I was 18, I knew that had to have been the right way because you hear all the bullshit about kids doing steroids and how fucked up that is. But anyways, I get what you're saying, the easy route. And then the, the other easy route would be like kids not even wanting to like try exercising or anything. But dude, the thing is everyone's so goddamn different. Like you realize that as you get older. Yes. You know, People are driven by different things. People are, are have different passions. People are, are okay being complacent, you know? Like, people are okay with their life. And, like, sometimes they don't want to fucking change. <laughs> and I guess that's okay, too. Yeah. You know? No, of course. Of course. And real. so, so just to uh, jump back to what we were talking about before. Yeah, oh, please, um, please. Sorry. No, it's cool because I bounce all over the place as well because it's such a con- – it's such a – it's a meshed topic because there are interlaying parts. There are parts that are, you know, that have happened because something else, but then that something else happened from something totally irrelevant. And then now you have all these different variables that affect people at different times at different stages in their lives. And you really can't hone in on one general, you know, consensus for the entire population. A complex being that's for sure. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So basically what, what, I'm trying to find out or try to figure out in this life, right? So my goal, my my motivation is to figure out how I can optimize my biological being, right? So through biohacking, quote unquote, um, through yeah. fitness and through meditation and through therapies like cryotherapy or sauna therapy or acupuncture, massage, whatever it is, anything to optimize my meat vehicle. I want to interface with the world at the richest, most potent capacity. And in order to do that, you got to take care of this thing, right? So I want to be able to do that and then also interface with society successfully. And I really feel like the mediums that we have today, like these podcastings and YouTube and Instagram, there are ways to exploit that, show it, uh, represent yourself. And I think the most important aspect is to be transparent. So that's why I started my podcast. And that's why I'm in this field. That's why I am the way I am, because I'm very driven, but I'm also extremely curious. And those two things require a lot of energy, right? So now in these early stages of my life, I'm trying to absorb as much as I can, as much benefit as I can from my family, from what they've built so that I could launch this. You know, like I've worked my entire life and I've tried to figure things out, but I've saved a lot of money and I'm so focused on trying to invest in myself while also being able to then invest in this type of career, which will both kind of work hand in hand because as I learn more and as I motivate more and motivate myself more, it, it shows in my content and then my content becomes my focus, which both work symbiotically to achieve that goal, which is financial prosperity um, and also being able to live my interests and conquer the things that that get me going, uh, find out the answers to the things that make me curious and, you know, and provide value to the people while you're doing it. Exactly. And that's the, that's the end of the thing that 
Like once I grow as a person, then other people could grow. And then, you know, and then as they grow, I could grow because I'm feeding off of them too. This isn't just a one way street. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, it's happening together. Exactly. It's happening. One. And it's weird. Cause it's like, okay, so I grow, everyone else grows. It's a win win. And then like you connect that little saying right there with people who fucking do psychedelics and then they, they, you know, even though we don't have yet the vocabulary to talk about that and describe yeah. what people feel on those things, what is, what is a common thing you hear all the time and read about? Is like everyone talks about this overwhelming sensation and feeling that everything is unified. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, that oh, are you going to keep going? No, Sorry. you can keep going. Yeah, but I just wanted to- No, because it's funny you say that because I've been. So I was in a maybe a two-year search ever since I started listening to Aubrey Marcus, Joe Rogan, uh, Duncan Trussell. You got anybody who's ever touched acid, right? And the yeah, way that they talk Ferris, about Tim it. Tim Ferriss talks a lot about that. Yes, Tim Ferriss as well. The, the, the way that these people conduct themselves and how open and how logical and how comprehensive they explain things, it – it to me is undeniable that I have to experience this because I don't hear other people speaking in this way. And the honesty and the, just the nature of the way that they describe things is so digestible. It's so easy to understand yet so difficult to understand because it sounds so profound. And I wanted to know so bad. I was so curious, but it, you know, I had to buy this kit to try to test out everything that I would ever come across because I was just scared. I really didn't know what the hell I was going to get into. And um, it took me about four different trials to find one that actually tested very, very potent. And I went into it with just starting to microdose. So I took a very, very small dose just to see what the feeling would be. And I just felt this. It was almost as if you didn't feel anything besides the three seconds that you have right now in this moment to perceive, uh, think of your next step. And that's it. There was no like, there's no thinking of the future or thinking of the past. It was just this very bliss existence. But I wasn't. Do you know how many micrograms? Uh, to be honest, no. I did just. I went by eye. <laughs> I went by eye, dude. I I cut it really thin, though. Very very thin. Yeah. So it was like one seventh of a tab. So, you know. I just made sure that I went very, very slow. And then from there, I just said, you know, fuck this. I don't even want to do anything more than this. I really don't need this. This is exactly what I needed was to not have to worry about the future. Like right now, worry about the future or think about the future or consume my time with thinking of the future instead of being in the moment. That was something that it was very difficult for me to do. I used to talk about it because I was very motivated working out. I felt like I, ha- I had this motivational speaker type of vibe and I didn't know who the fuck I was. I was like 18, 19, 20. It didn't matter like what I said. I just kind of said shit that I thought other people would want to hear. But then after a while, I was like, I really do need to start living in the moment because I'm so worried about you know how other people perceive me. And I was like, what is that? What's that feeling? Why do I care so much? And just asking those questions alone got me curious as to how I could explore my own mind. And that's where you know the acid came in. But all I needed was to shut that noise off. And then I was able to do the, the introspection that I needed. And you know, unlocking that freedom was something that allowed me to formulate all these ideas and all these concepts without getting in the without having my ego get in the way. And you know, my preconceived biases, 
you know, get in the way. So I let these thoughts just flow and I go, holy shit, man, this is insight. This is real insight. Like when you feel connected to everything, you feel like everything's talking to you. Why? Because you're looking at everything in such an objective way that they get to display their character in the richest form without any of your mental, with, with any of your automatic bias getting in the way or filtering it out. It's, it's a very hard thing to explain, but I think that's the best I could do. You know, I, I think we all need that, that clarity and it's hard to find that without deep meditation practice or, you know, these drugs. Interesting. So did you, you stopped at that, that dosing? You never want any more, more than that? So uh, on a, uh, so I don't use it often, but I'd say I use it often enough to say maybe once every three weeks I do a microdose, which in my terms is one third of a tab. So mm-hmm. my, the most I've ever done was half a tab. So I didn't get this like profound explosion of colors and this experience that tied me to this universe, this universal, you know, they call it the singularity. Like you just, you're part of this one thing. And, yeah. uh, I, I've never had that type of experience before, but my experience was so rich that it, it's kind of all I needed. Like I felt complete after it. So I just never thought to do more, to be honest, you know, and then now, and then now it's just like strict meditation and, and what, what do you, what, what, how do you get, how do you practice your, your, um, your mental exercises? Like Got what it. do you do yourself in that, in that space? Cause you know, obviously these these psychedelic drugs they affect people differently in doses set and setting like there's so many different factors and i was just listening to um his name is stan stan groff you know who that is no dan groff he was a his scientist that that was uh you know doing all, all these tests with lsd and he's very knowledgeable and that's an understatement when it comes to psychedelics and he's like this 90 year old scientist doctor he was on the tim fair show it was one of the, the latest episodes he dropped um dude uh like i said the psychedelics they're so they're so overwhelmingly profound as, as far as like a lot of this anecdotal evidence and, and people say a lot of interesting things like especially if you listen to aubrey marcus and duncan trestle and mm-hmm. and all those guys uh, kyle kingsbury like all these people paul check they, they talk about you know this overwhelming feeling of oneness and, and and love and like entities and all that shit but then you also hear about like this negative piece where you know somebody's choking on their vomit because they couldn't get a grip or they end up in an episode of psychosis and they mm-hmm. stay there and like super dangerous if not respected well but uh, and, and again on the other hand like mdma is in like trial three testing right now because of its high percentages of healing ptsd and, and depression like i think we you know me and you have to be very very like be, we have to be very careful on how we we describe psychedelics because anytime people that we talk to or anybody they get so like um i guess frantic when you talk about these kind of drugs because even though like there's good information out there about them people are still very skeptical even when you throw the word cannabis around it's like mm-hmm. oh no you can't do drugs and you know obviously it affects people in different ways and there's good there's medical use for it but in other areas it's still you know an illegal recreational drug you know 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that all comes with stigma and perspective, uh, perception, right? Yeah. You know, because yeah. these are words that we're, u- we're just using words, we're making noises, right? Like, there's yeah. nothing different than that. The, if you look at what it is, right? So if you say you're doing drugs, like, well, which drug? And in what context? You know, we're missing layers. So were you saying something? I, I heard your... Yeah, no, I just said like caffeine. Caffeine's a drug. Yes, exactly. You know, and classification. Yeah, like alcohol, right? Today, you just said it was Black Wednesday, right? And people are saying they black out, which, you know, is alcohol. And we're kind of joking with it and making it seem like, oh, this is, uh, this is normal. People get extremely drunk. But you drink enough, you could die. You know, and and it's very it's easy to culture, do that. It's a culture that overwhelmingly accepted, but that is the number one drug that kills so many people, and it's cause of disease, and it's cause of addiction, and countless numbers of death. Dude, that's a fucking drug. There's it's just a legal drug that we socially accept. That's a one gigantic part of our culture. Well, yeah, but at the same time, what I do want to defend is the idea that there's personal accountability. So no matter what you have out there, that's why I feel like all psychedelic drugs, I feel like cocaine, whatever the fuck drugs are out there should be legal, but managed differently. And then the stigma get totally tossed because the problem is people don't just do drugs because they want to do drugs because they exist. They want to do these drugs because these drugs are a... They are a prescription to a cure. They are something that is a commodity, you know? Yes, but it's curing some sort of stress or lifestyle dysfunction of somebody, of a person, right? So depending on the drug of your choice, that could be the type of ailment that you're trying to cure. So if you are someone who lacks confidence and you feel inferior, you feel like you're not someone who accomplishes much, you're probably going to look for speed or you're going to look for like a cocaine type of type of thing or like a high from drunk from drinking you get that that Wrong. dopamine rush or Adderall yeah exactly so you just feel better about yourself right and then you have people like you I don't know I'm gonna speak for myself but I don't know you've seemed like you might be the same way like not that I have hyper anxiety but I'm somebody who works very hard at what I love to do but that's an engine that keeps turning dude it keeps going and at night I just I need to shut that shit off and physically shut it off. That's why I love CBD. Like I, I love, I love bud. I love cannabis, but like, I really like CBD the way that it makes me feel. It like just quiets my body down. Now, do we consider that a drug? Is that a crutch? I mean, it's not psychoactive, but it's part of this plant that has been demonized for years. And it's extremely unfair that this, this plant could help save little children. It helps with anxiety, appetite, cancer. I mean, everything, because we have this system in our body, the endocannabinoid system in our body. It's built into us. It is the most abundant it has the most abundant amount of cells of any system in our body. Like we have more uh, of those cells than any other cells. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, and, it's interesting. It should, but CBD, I'm pretty sure is legal nationwide now. It is legal, but where does it come from? It comes from hemp, this illegal yeah. plant. Like yeah. it comes from cannabis, this illegal plant. You, you know, and THC has its own medicinal nootropic qualities as well. So you can't discount that. It's another beneficial uh, cannabinoid. So, we have these stigmas. So people look at drugs, they look at psychedelics, they get so intimidated because they're categorized under this blanket of shitty people. They think scary people, drugs, crime. Oh no, we can't have that. You know, and it, it, we have to be careful with how we describe these things. Yes. But at the same time, we also need to be, we need to voice the, uh, the injustice 
for the fact that these drugs are demonized and that your freedom gets taken away. If we you're, to, We need to intelligently talk about the benefit and how it could potentially save humanity, like giving people other, you know, you, you said, you said it earlier, it's about lack of perspective. People stay in their, their same little, you know, their same little bubble and then think the same way and go into states of depression, you know, talking about them in a positive light, in a respectful way. That's not, you know, that's not like pushing it towards people in a negative way. I, I don't know how to, to describe it, but I'm just saying we got to figure out a way to talk about it so that over time it will it will become acceptable and it will be something that helps humanity as opposed to this you know this negative stigma and getting lumped into this illegal shit that kills people you know what I mean Yeah man they're tools they are especially the psychedelic drugs because our issue is mental illness right we have a mental illness problem and we're using drugs that just turn the switches up, up higher or down lower, right? So like you have your uh, your dimmers on your your lights. Like we just have drugs that move that that uh, the dimmer switch up, right? And we put it on full blast. So in this case for speed, we're just raising your dopamine, uh, your ability to utilize dopamine even higher, right? So now we're we're making you superhuman because you have depression or you have. Uh, you're tired and you, you can't make it through your long, stressful day. And it's like, you don't exercise, you don't do anything, but we have these drugs that will just turn these on and off versus drugs that will just give you insight into the way that your brain works. Instead of making your brain work better, uh, you know, artificially, we turn the, the mirror in on you. So you could look at yourself in the face, the scary trips that people go through. Yes. There could be people who fall into psychosis. Obviously these need to be uh, medically regulated, but don't shut them out completely. You know, like people being cured by P uh, being cured for PTSD with MDMA. I mean, it just, the science makes sense and the science is limited because it's illegal. So it's like, you're sitting behind this, you're sitting behind this wall that we all know what's on the other side. We just can't go there. We can't get there. And that's why it's taking so long for MDMA. And it's doing it relatively quickly too, but it's still slow. The process is still really slow. Yeah, you know, it should know. be personal choice. Yeah, dude, it's it's interesting that, you know, the results are what they are. Um, but I mean, there's so many different things that are going to stop that. Like, you know, pharmaceutical companies, big pharma is something that runs a lot of the economy. And, mm-hmm. you know, if that just if that was legal, it would drastically change, and there's probably a lot of people that are stopping it. And I'm, dude, I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't know exactly what is going on, but man, I, we can't keep this stuff quiet. It's not going to be quiet anymore. Like kids start to ask these questions, and as a teacher, it's like I want to talk about I want to talk about this in a respectful way, but at the same time, I don't want to be known for somebody who's like you know, influencing people to do this shit. I want to make perfectly clear that I do not influence or hereby any, I don't want anyone to do any of that kind of thing. I don't want anyone to do any psychedelics or I don't want people to do anything against their will, but we do have to talk about like the good things that are happening under guided practice, under medical practice, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah. And one thing I do want to, to, uh, emphasize like i was saying before with the test kit like that's the part that scares me the most is that we need the black market in order to explore these territories right like we're trying to help ourselves because we don't trust the system that's built to help us because it doesn't serve us much help 
you know, it helps in some ways, antibiotics and the hospital being, you know, a local entity that can save your life. Like, I love that. But pharmaceuticals. I was going to say, sorry, man. There are definitely people that do benefit off being prescribed some sort of pharmaceutical, whatever, whatever their prescription entails. Like, it does help people. Like, there are definitely people that need that shit and it does work for them. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it got too powerful too quick because of these shit laws. And we have to now use the black market as a way to dabble with these potential cures, which if you break past the stigma are objectively, you know, just as bad as pharmaceutical drugs or better or maybe even worse, but give it, you know, allow it to run its course naturally. But I mean, pharmaceutical companies could take hold, uh, you know, they could uh, run the show. You know, when it comes to cannabis, you can't because it's a plant. But when it comes to these other drugs that are manufactured, like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to pay some random guy named, you know, Chad and be like, oh, he's got some good LSD. Like, how do I know? What the hell? Where is he getting this from? What is it? You know, and that's I'd rather just come from my my pharmacist and I do it responsibly. And, you know, it. I know what I'm taking. You know, you're not going to. I, I know this is such a deep topic and obviously it can't just be, you know, logically explained, but you know, that's, that's the thing that we need to express to people is it's dangerous. You don't know what you're getting and you know, you're, you're accountable for every decision you make. So, you know, hearing people have great reviews about it is only I, for me, the only reason why I, I talk it up is so that people could be open-minded to it so that when they're voting or when politicians listen or, you know, the upcoming generation is exposed to the, the benefits as we take over the government, as our generation takes over the government, like, you know, we start cycling through these white haired old men right now. Like we'll, we'll start to get somewhere with an open mind and yeah. that's all you need to do is just push the discussion. But I'm not saying guys go out there and go, you know, buy a, a strip of 10 LSD tabs. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's just, it's, I think, I think we're doing, uh, we're doing humanity right by trying our best to have a respectful conversation about it that will hopefully be thought provoking. And that's like, that's the point of my podcast too, is to, to get people to think like in my, in my line of work, you know, I'm a teacher and you know, a lot of it is, is predicated on test results and yada, yada, yada. So you do that and you play the game, but you know, my job is to build relationships with people and hopefully get them to think about contributing to society and contributing to uh, humanity in a positive way. How can they provide a value doing something that lights them on fire, doing something that they're passionate about, doing something that they can grow and learn while they're kind of, you know, going through life, you know, as opposed to all right, well, I need to get good grades so I can get a good job or go to go to schools to get a good, uh, you know, education at a good college to get a good job, work the way up the company so that I can retire at 65 years old. And like, that's the mindset, you know, mm-hmm. and somewhere in there, we lose perspective, we lose what we're doing all this for. And just like, you know, it goes back to our the beginning of our conversation. It's like, like what the fuck are we doing this for? <laughs> why do we get up? Yeah. Day? Like why are we going to work? Why are we wearing these clothes? What work are we doing? Like that is something that everyone should ask themselves every single day. And as an educator, exactly. as an educator, like I really I push that with my kids. Like 
yes, I teach them the content of health and I teach them the content of exercise and, you know, kettlebell movements. And I'm really into this animal flow right now, Frankie. And we're going to talk a little bit about movements in a second, but like I'm teaching them all this content, but at the same time, my job is to get them to think, you know, not just them, but like other people, my friends, uh, people in the community, like people that this podcast reaches. The whole idea is to get people to think and expand their mind about, things about themselves about society about humanity about relationships about this existence about consciousness ask questions figure yourself out so you can better your life so you can better the moments enjoy the moments ja feel frankie we interrupt this podcast to talk a little bit more affiliation this podcast episode is brought to you by glow cbd the market's first chewable cbd tablet Enjoy the benefits of this non-psychoactive product that comes from cannabis that's completely 110% legal. Obviously, if you're over 21, enjoy this. Go to glowcbd.co. Use the promo code Danny to get your first order. Now back to the podcast. So basically, just to wrap it all up, I mean, all those aspects that we've talked about are little pieces of the puzzle glued together by my motivation to figure this whole thing out and through that process it's making me a it's making me feel richer as a person and this that's the goal right the goal is to feel richer as a person as if you have accomplished things you have things coming in that uh that are amazing you are wowing you every single day you need to have that like that excitement every day in some way to keep you going and all these little aspects of life and these little introspections and deep thoughts that we go through, we need to really figure out what it is that's that's motivating us and making us want to strive to do more and then being able to take that breath and recover and just reflect and then start the cycle over again. And it takes all these little pieces. Once you melt, mesh them together, that happens on a daily basis. You have your ups, the things that you're excited for, and then you have your relaxation and you feel like you're not stressed out and everything's good. And that's the goal just to be in that, that mind space, right? And all these little pieces kind of get you there or at least help you or guide you to get there. Learn to learn to manage the situation and try to enjoy the moment as much as possible. Like exactly. That's, that's what it's all about. And keep challenging yourself, challenge the people around you, emit love every single day. Like, are, do you have a family? You have a girlfriend? Or like, what, oh, I have your- a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend and uh, two nieces, which I basically consider my, like my daughters, man. They're, they're around me all the time. They're always here. Uh, so I still live at home. So they, uh, they come that's by. Good. Like whatever it is, like, you know, love from your mom and dad, from your, your nieces, your girl, you know, your sister, you said you had a sister, right? Like yes. expressing that type of shit is very, very important. And that in within itself is like just worth living the day, you know? Yes. You know, as, right. as, as, uh, as humans who are constantly evolving, we're always trying to create, right? We always want to, we want to self-actualize. That's, that's the, the goal, right? But somewhere we get lost with other you know, negative thoughts or like different, different, uh, or like the wrong, uh, um, fuck, the hell is the word I'm looking for? The wrong values, right? Yeah. Or like, like how we were talking about earlier, you know, people from Long Island or the people where I grew up and a lot of it is, is predicated on the wrong thing, materialistic bullshit, you know? 
somewhere along the lines we get lost and we forget what's what's important what's important is our families uh, creating love within friends friends and in the community creating shit that's going to help the next generation live a better and stronger life because dude we live in a fucking awesome time and to, Such to be a human it's pretty badass like we have fucking vehicles we can fly anywhere we want to go we're connected instantaneously like we have access to so much shit, all this information. Like, let's let's understand what we have and let's appreciate this, man. In the time Hell of Thanksgiving, yeah. let's be grateful. Let's fucking, you know, really be grateful and thankful for what we have, man. Don't you? Yeah, and and in order to get those things that you have, you know, you have to work hard for it as well. So that's what I'm t- talking about. I mean, you're marrying this perfectly, right? Like you're saying to take a step back and to enjoy the things that you've built, but then also have the motivation to go build those things so you could then look back on those things and appreciate them. And then just repeating that cycle and then also growing as a person so that those are continuously enriching, right? And it's not the same old, same old. Like, oh yeah, I go to my nine to five, which I do every day. And I expect to be doing this for years and maybe I'll get a promotion, but we'll see. And if I don't, then there's really nothing extra happening in my day. And these are the steps I take each and every day. Yep. And I'm making enough money to get by, but I never get to sit back and just look at everything, but I'm just going to keep going, 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 going. And then there's dissatisfaction forever, right? I want to be able to do something where I can achieve and then sit back and reflect, achieve, sit back and reflect achieve right and doing the typical i mean there's nothing wrong with the typical nine to five if you enjoy it right if you find something that you love to do or you feel like you bring value you present value then that's great and that's your purpose and then you can sit back and reflect then right or at least least for the time being you know like somebody takes a nine to five they're figuring out like if it's theirs if it's for them or not you know maybe you maybe you do it for a year maybe you do it for five maybe you do it for one or maybe you do it for a couple months like that's that's all good like everyone's got to figure out what works for them while they're they're doing their thing you know figure it out is very very important learning along the way enjoying the process you know i know i know we've been talking for an hour and i do have are you got time or what dude my podcast are like an hour and a half yeah well like we're just like i'm not i'm not like in a rush i'm chilling and we're having a good conversation you're a good dude i like i like talking to you thank you um oh yeah dude but like fuck man where the hell was i going with that <laughs> Looking at the clock. Now it's all good. We'll go on to movement because I think we beat the shit out of this topic. I think we did, brother. Shit. We beat the shit out of this so, topic. So talk to me a little bit about like uh what kind of exercise you like doing. You obviously uh hit the gym, bro. You're pretty jacked and tan. Yeah, man. Oh, well, tan, I don't know about that. Did you do did you do all the audit certifications? Yeah, I did uh I actually did three of them. They are the they were probably the three best weekends of my life like i have to say not best i want to say the most constructive uh weekends of my life uh and you did them as well right i um, did i did the kettlebell one with primal soldier and marcus martinez which is fucking amazing and then um the guys that are running viking ninja do you know what that is uh is it e6 yeah e6 e6 uh training systems it's called viking ninja they, the headquarters is out here in chicago in the suburbs and um, oh, okay. I did the uh, steel mace Viking Ninja white belt. I did I did two uh, two things of that two days. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, learning steel mace, learning body weight, dude. I'm really like the steel mace and kettlebells are amazing. Obviously, I use those tools every day alongside like my 
you know, bench, squat, deadlift. I love doing kettlebells and I love doing steel mace. Uh, but this body weight animal flow shit that's like all those girls are doing, you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're doing. Dude, I know exactly what you're talking it about. It is amazing. And you like intertwine that with some kettlebell. It is some of the funnest ways to move. And let me tell you, man, like after a little bit of, you know, branch chains, creatine, you know, I'm not going to say maybe, maybe, or maybe not, you know, a little bit of uh, cannabis. Uh, while you're, you, while you're exercising and ready to go, you, and you're doing these, these, these movements where you're rotating your hips and you're breathing and like you're lengthening and extending and contracting and all this shit. It feels like, again, that moment where everything is one and unified. It's really fucking wild. I really enjoy exercise when I do these movements. I'm telling you. Yeah, dude. I mean, I completely agree with the cannabis part. That's <laughs> And I, and I have to, I have to emphasize that for animal flow specifically. Like what you just said is is so true. With I, I can't express enough how how much better it is. Like when you do, uh, when you do these animal flows, but with weights. Because when I do it without the weights, like I don't feel like I'm getting the workout. I definitely feel like I'm getting the hand eye coordination. But when I added the kettlebell and cannabis. It was a wrap, man. It was a wrap. I fell in love immediately. Like I do like to do the body weight animal flow stuff, but I don't do it regularly. I do it more for my mobility just in general. I don't do it as my workout. So I don't know if if you do it with the kettlebell or the, just the body weight. I've, uh, I've done both, such a difference. But I'm not really I'm not really really good at animal flow. Like it's very new to me. Same. It's very <laughs> new and it's it's just so intriguing. Like I, I like the I like those those, you know, the kick throughs that you see. The kick throughs, yeah. Ones. But then, you know, there's one where you kind of jump back in a child's pose and then you come back, you come back into low lunge and then kick your leg forward. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know exactly. And like yes. I, today, I was doing those with the kettlebell in the middle and I was kicking my leg forward on the side of the kettlebell. And then as I come back in a child's pose, I'll jump into like, you know, you know, to my feet and then I'll grab the kettlebell and do like a, a clean squat or a snatch exactly. or something like that on both sides. And then I'll go back and I'll do like the, the body weight movements again. So, yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So like when it's just body weight movement, it's cool, but I find that to be, for me, it's just a little boring and I don't know, it's a little too dancey for me. And it's, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, I don't, I don't see much of a benefit because if I have a light kettlebell, you know, nothing crazy. It just feels so much better because I love connecting to my muscles in with exertion. I like to yeah. actually, you know, I'm more of an explosive athlete. I'm not so much, I don't really like the slow flows. I like them for stability. It's a challenge, but I don't enjoy it that much. But once you add the kettlebell in there and then you start snatching and squatting and, uh, you just you could do whatever you want with these versatile tools yeah. that you're describing. The unconventional way is just it's incredible. And then you just get into these flows and I could do them for for multiple minutes on end. Yeah. Like you just you just keep exploring. It's not rep after rep after rep. It's just kind of like this it's this dance, it's this flow, but with exertion. You know, so when you marry the two, it's it's an incredible experience, to be honest. Like, and I recently just dis- I recently discovered this stuff once I went to on it. I didn't do kettlebell certification, but I hung around the people there, and uh, they're just they're unreal. They're such great people. Everybody there, Eric, Francesca, his girlfriend. Yeah, dude, they came um, up here to Chicago when I when I when uh, I did or they did the kettlebell certification course. Dude, awesome people, man. Super nice, man. 
Yeah, they're great. They're they're great people. So it was, you know, seeing them do it and being near them, it was just, it was taking so... Taking that energy, huh? What's that? You're taking that energy. You're taking... Yeah. Taking dude. They're about, because, dude, like, Eric is really fucking knowledgeable, and, like, he, he does a good job, like, showing people and teaching people. His form is, like, spot on, and I'm a visual learner, learner, and I'm sure you are too, but, like, when you watch somebody do it with, like, perfect form like that... Like I, I ingrain it in my head and I'm like, okay, with little practice, you know, little practice every single day, I'm going to make it look like that. I'm going to make it look that fucking like spot on feet straight, you know, looking good with the form and the rotation of the kettlebell and, and challenging yourself too. Today I was working out with a 70 pound kettlebell and it was definitely getting the best of me today. Like it was, oh hell it yeah. was fucking hard. Yeah, bro. And I see, I see you, man. You're very, very spot on with your form at, that's one thing I saw. I was like, all right, we got to do this podcast. This guy does actually know what he's doing. <laughs> and then from there, you know, when we were talking, I was like, yeah, no, this guy totally, he's not just talking, you know, like a lot of people like to fling a kettlebell around and they try to look like primal. Like they try to look like Eric, right? I and, try to look like Eric. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, but, but like you, you don't, the way that you do it, you don't, you don't look like you're, you're trying to be like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm an athletic person too. I played you know, I played soccer, I played football, and, uh, you know, I like to move, and I like to challenge myself, especially with these movements with kettlebells. It's really, it's really fun, man, and I've only been doing it for, like, 10 months, but I do them every single day, every other day. You know, I try to intertwine some sort of kettlebell work, whether it's, like, the lateral movements, the rotational movements, uh, clean squat, snatches, um, you know, doing things double kettlebell, doing things single kettlebell, going down to the ground, doing like full get-ups, doing farmer carries, like it's endless. And then you add steel mason there and all the dance moves and shit you can do with that. And then you learn body weight. Yeah. Like it's added so much to my, like, uh, my, my, um, my bag of tricks as a trainer, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, and like they complement these linear movements nicely. Like, I don't know about how you started getting into fitness, but like I started doing these, you know, chest day, back day, shoulders, triceps, biceps, legs, you know, I would do those single day splits and then little by little I would superset them. And then I learned a lot of powerlifting movements and, you know, these explosive movements like the snatches and, and, the, and the cleans and the, the, the snatch press and, and all that stuff from when I did football. Um, but then to combine these unconventional tools in with that, with a little running, with a little yoga, with a little like sauna treatment and some cryo, some meditation like that. And, you know, you combine that with good nutrition and how you respond to like whatever style of eating that you, you work best with. Like for me, it's, I mean, I love intermittent fasting and I like doing carbohydrates like once a week, but I like to live it, you know, keep it low for the most part. Um, but like I found a, a system that works to make my body physically fucking function at its optimal peak that works with my brain and my cognitive levels. And I don't know, like I take care of all that shit. My day to day is awesome. Like I fucking love teaching, whatever it is, whether I'm in a school, whether I'm teaching on the soccer field, whether I'm teaching a, a kettlebell class or I'm doing one on one training, like it's all the same shit to me. It's fun as fuck, dude, and I'm enjoying the day. I get the podcast, having a little bit of a white wine, talking to my friend Francesco from fucking Long Island, and, like, it's fun, man. Like, I don't Hell yeah, dude. And just really quick, just to sum all that up, because this is exactly what we were talking about before, and so you're connecting all of the pieces of your life together, and you're doing things with intent, and that's the point. That's what I'm looking – 
when when I'm just studying the person, it's what motivates you. And the thing that motivated you is results. And once it's results, dude, it's a wrap. Then you go into all these fields. You go into the the mental exploration, the physical exploration, and look at the evolution of your physical exploration. It went. It's exactly the same way mine went. I started with the bodybuilding shit. It was chest day, back day, leg day, shoulder day, ab day, and then it was just these days, as if like your body was this section. It had just sections. It wasn't this whole cohesive organism. And then and I'd go to school to try to learn things. And then I would go to this place to, you know, do something else for myself. I would eat food here. It would all be sectioned off. But then later in life, you learn how everything just blends together. And it all has to do with you as a person and your balance and how you intend to live your life. And if you intend to live your life in a, in a, in a prosperous way, right, everything starts to to oh you start to see your imperfections and then everything starts to get better so your fitness you saw your imperfections were linear movements were just getting boring and there was no way to really adapt and change now you've implemented all these new tools and now you have a repertoire of all different yeah. tools right your knowledge and your learning you're talking to all different people on your podcast because you know that you're not just going to learn by going to work every day and sitting in a classroom with a bunch of kids uh, not classroom in a gymnasium with a bunch of kids you're not going to learn much you're going to learn about yourself and how you deal with kids but at some point that's going to taper off so now you're on your podcast learning through different modalities, talking to different people, different personalities. Yeah. You're, you're evolving you in all these places. All. I'm not, not, no, I mean, not to stop you right there, but like, like my, my job every single day forces me to grow in new different, in, in different ways, like crazy. I, I, I'll tell you that I don't, I definitely don't want to be a teacher for, you know, long, long term. Like I used to think about getting my teaching job, my perfect teaching job and retiring as a teacher. Like I'm always looking brother to, to challenge myself and then act on things that I'm passionate and interested in. Like I, I'm interested in fitness as a whole. So like I dabble into so many different things. Like I, I start, started with like the linear shit cause that's what was like most accessible. And then, you know, because I have an interest in it, I, and I, I go into other fields like, you know, kettlebell, I'm starting to learn really nicely. Maces, I'm starting to learn really nicely. And when I learn from all these other people, I learn to be a better teacher. That's what I do. That's my DNA, bro. Like I fucking get in front of kids. I get in front of other humans. And I I talk just like this, just like how you're talking. I, I talk about figuring out how to make your day feel like Saturday. How can you better your physical enhancement? How can you take care of this meat suit? How can it promote better mind growth? You know, like how can you make that a priority so that, you know, you're just enjoying the moment each day. That's so I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, like, yeah, the, you know, the, the teaching job is, is what it is, but like that definitely, it definitely challenges me every single day. It puts me, it puts me in a position where I have to live the life I want to teach. You know what I'm saying? Like if I do that, if I do that, then I'm looked at as an example, especially when there's like 14, 15 year old kids. Like, they, they see what I do. They see how I interact with people. They see that I keep my, my body in shape. They see that I'm, I'm eating properly. Like, even though like it's, I, I love doing all that. Like I want to, and some days I don't, I, I'm doing this because it better, it better myself. I feel good when I do it. I'm at optimal shape. I work from four in the morning to fucking eight, nine, 10 o'clock at nighttime. And mm -hmm. You know, it can look, it can be looked at as an influence to other kids, you know, live the life you want to teach. I heard that from, uh, right. heard that from Jim, Jim quick, you know, Jim quick. Yeah. The, he's the, uh, the, the quick learning guy, right? With Jim quick. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he's awesome. I heard uh, him on Aubrey Marcus. Yeah, uh, Kyle Kingsbury. Oh, he's on the Honor podcast. One. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. So, um, do you do, do you like uh, go to school to to learn psychology, or what? What do you? Uh... No, no, not at all. Um, I actually went to college for management marketing. I did a double major in those. Uh, I started pre med because I was really interested in orthopedic surgery, or I thought I was. Um, Due to the fact that I was a personal trainer. So I thought I had to follow suit. I had to just, you know, do the next thing. Let's go to school for, uh, you know, let's go to school to be a doctor. Then let's be the best doctor you could possibly be. Let's do one that has to do with muscles and bones. Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do that. Two years into it, I go, nope, not a shot. Um, I go, fuck this. I want, I, I'm more selfishly involved in this than, um, than I want to be a doctor with patients. Like I just want to learn the shit for myself. And then once we got into organic chemistry, I go, mm, I see where this is going. I don't want to do this. So I jumped out of that and then went to management marketing just so that I could have something and I uh, got a job in healthcare. And then they, they offered me to, they offered to pay for my master's degree if I gave them two years cool. of, uh, of loyalty after that. So once I graduate, I owe them two years of working, uh, this way they'll pay it off. Otherwise I'd have to pay for it. So I took that, I, I got my MBA in quality management just so I could armor myself as for a fallback plan just in case. But I always, once I went for my master's, I knew I didn't even want to work for where I work for now. Uh, so I'm just waiting out the time before I could make real big moves, invest in something and do something that pertains to my interests. And just like you, like well, I want to grow every day doing what makes me the money to sustain my life. You know, I don't want to have any disconnect. And right now I have this, you know, three, four, five hour disconnect every day. Um, I get to make my own schedule, but it's, it does take a chunk out of your day. And that's one inefficiency in my life that I have to fight with. Yeah, that we know? all so, do. We all have to figure that out. Like no matter what, like I, I got out of teaching for a little while and I, and I, dude, I fucking hate money. I swear to God, this will, this is how the conversation will start that way. I fucking, first of all, I hate that. I hate that we have to fund our existence with this bullshit thing called money that's not even like backed up by anything but everyone is like so like it makes people weird doesn't it well yeah i mean i I agree do something to fund our existence unfortunately but i mean it it does make our society function on the other hand yeah it it is basically like energy like money is energy it's what it is it's just kind of like hey i banked up all this energy here's some energy you know you're just you're it tra- it's transforming right. into something, whether it be a material, a service, or you right. know, a utility. Right. But then people, it's, people get consumed it by it, you know, and they, they look as they look at that, and then they become Long Island. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, but this is the thing. So this is what I'm so interested in. That is a motivator. Why is it a motivator? Because people associate simply they associate money with status, which status means power, and power means freedom. And ultimately, we just want freedom, right? But that power doesn't equal freedom. Like these these equations aren't real. They don't actually equal each other. It's how you perceive them. You have to develop your character first, and that takes a lot of work. So that's why I'm trying to work on myself and develop myself and try to uh, encourage more more conversation and try to get to the bottom of, of problems so that my quality of life could be better. And then now I need to make money. Like, wait, hold on. How do I do both? Because – if I make money, I'm not going to have the enriched self that I'm looking to have when I have the money to sustain my life. If I have money that sustains my life, I would know how to live my life to be happy. 
So all I need now is the money to keep myself in that state yeah, of but mind. Hopefully that, that, that money has got to be coming from something that's like what your thing is, you know? And hopefully what your thing is makes you fuck yeah. you money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's really, it's kind of do or die with this, right? Because if you can be sustained and the, the way that things work today, like you just do grow. Every, there are so many celebrities today, quote unquote, right? And it's not the same celebrity as like a movie star or act, uh, you know, a movie star or a sports player, you know, you name it. it. It's not like those anymore. Now it's just, I have a lot of followers on Instagram. I have a lot of subscribers yeah. on YouTube. I am a subscribed service to people. I'm a figure to people. And I'm not through this official medium like TV or radio. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter. Now you could be a podcaster. You could be a YouTuber. You could be someone on Instagram. And you're an influencer. And those are the new celebrities. It's kind of like a subgroup of celebrities, but it's a sustainable income. And if you have that perpetuated value, so as you grow, people grow, I mean, it's inevitable that you will make that fuck you money, you know, but you have to be authentic, relatable and inspiring in some way. And that's the goal. I want to develop my character so that no matter what venture I go into, I could then make that fuck yeah, you money. Definitely. No, I, I agree, man. Um, so what is your what is your plan tell, tell me right now like what is your, what is it that you're trying to go for like what does your mind think about every day or maybe you don't know and then uh, after that tell people about your podcast and where they can find you and uh, check yeah hell yeah man so uh, just like I described right here um, I want to as of right now my time is focused on finding that niche although like I could I'm 25 years old, right? I don't have all of these experiences of starting a business and uh, going through really, really tough relationships and all these hardships, things that have developed my character beyond what people could perceive. No, I'm, I'm a 25-year-old guy with insight and I've found ways to yield results that yield me happiness. Now it's just a matter of me finding out how to make that money. That's me being as honest as I possibly can. So now to make the money, I'm sitting in a, a place where – you know, I do work a nine to five job, what you would call a nine to five job, but I'm not satisfied, right? So I'm sitting here trying to motivate others and also motivate myself because I am somewhat lost in this game, but I'm not lost without, uh, without this drive for success because I do have a drive for success. I'm just looking around where I should aim this success and I'm banking money so that I can invest and I want to invest in somebody that's somebody, something that is pertaining to my interests, right? So the cannabis industry is exploding. When that's legal, who knows? You know, I want to jump into that, but maybe I could sit here and make the money I'm making now and then invest in something like that and use this mentality that I've built and this this outlook that I've built to drive my business, drive my management, you know, if I want to go down that route. Otherwise, I have this podcast, which is helping me grow as a person. We have a bunch of guests. We have conversations like this, which help me develop. I learn things about myself that I don't know. And then I could take those things and try to apply them to my podcast and developing my character and my content. And then that could then blow up in its own way. And then from there, I could yield the benefits of being in spo uh, having sponsorships or having, uh, you know, any deals with different companies. Who knows? I don't know. This is where all these question marks come up. But I'm as long as I'm secure now, I'm very happy with what I'm doing. So I know that if I keep pursuing what I'm passionate about, it will just materialize. And today, you never know what opportunities you could run into. You could just meet somebody in an airport and they could change your life forever. I'm willing to take that ride because I've, 
I'm secure right now and I'm mentally secure. I'm physically secure. I feel very good. I have a job that pays me very well. So right now the goals for the future are to find the opportunity, seize the opportunity whenever it presents itself. And that'll be when I'm there. But right now I'm working on my podcast, which is my which is an asset of mine, you know, with my, my oh, friend my Justin. Podcast. And it's something that we the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The Young Minds Podcast. So it's young, like not old minds like the brain and podcast. Uh, you can find us at Young Minds Podcast on Instagram and Young Minds Podcast on Apple, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, all the above, Google, uh, Anchor, all the above. And we basically talk about things like we're talking about on here. We're very health and fitness focused, but our podcasts for the most part are they deal with philosophies of life, uh, career building, basically what I'm describing now, like just basically finding yourself and seeing what you're good at and how you could try to make the world a better place, how we could dig into relationships and try to optimize relationships, optimize everything in your life, basically. Uh, and every day the categories, the uh, subject changes and we try to dive into things that we don't know. Uh, we like to find things out. We like to have guests on that have more knowledge than us in a certain field. And we learn. And as we grow, our audience grows. So we keep an open mind. We don't claim to know everything. And we just share what we know or what we think we know or what we suggest. And that's it. We don't know yeah, everything. So It's fun to podcast, isn't it? To like sit down and hang out with people. It really is, man. Like they come over and you're just you're open to whatever they have to say and then you just drive the conversation or you they drive the conversation and you sit back. Like it's always really cool to meet different personalities and see how you react with different people. And you know, this is all self-discovery. Like we're all discovering ourselves here. And that's that's the point. That's that's where you grow. That's how yeah, you dude. grow. Uh amen to that. I think uh, you and I are very similar and you're definitely on the right path with uh with what you're doing, keep grinding it out, man, and keep being an inspiration and keep doing your thing. Where, where, where can people find you on Instagram? Hell yeah, man. I appreciate that. Uh, you could find me at Frank F R A N K underscore Puglisi P U G L I E S E on Instagram. And that's it. Uh, Facebook. I don't mess with that shit. And, uh, I don't, yeah, fuck I don't with fuck with either. I don't mess with Too Twitter, much but I've been, uh, I've been getting hard on the Facebook again, just cause, a lot of people still use it, but there's going to be, there's a lot of people that under the age of like 18 don't use it anymore. Maybe. Even. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's primitive and it's I, primitive. I call it primitive, but it's a huge tech company, but uh, they're, they missed the, the immediate gratification bandwagon and Instagram caught that yeah. and fucking ran with it. Uh, yeah. You know, there's just no better quick feed than Instagram. Like, Facebook for me is just a bunch of politics. Uh, it's a bunch of people thinking they know shit about it. Like, you really, you do know what Trump's doing? Do you know who the fuck cares? Just shut up. Focus on your local government. Focus on yourself. You'll make the world a better place, not this guy. Like, please, yeah. shut the yeah. fuck up, you know? Well, so, uh, thank you, man. Thank you for your time. This was fun. You're, you're cool. Man. Uh, we should do this again. Yeah, we should definitely do this again. 100%, man. I really appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Thanks for teaching me how to even use this Zencaster. Easy, right? This is badass. Bro, this is like the simplest thing I've ever done. I oh, the harder the hardest part was downloading yeah, Google exactly. Chrome. Yeah, exactly. After that, like this is good because <laughs> you know now you can do, you can have a good way to get good sounding podcasts that are long distance from anywhere now. Like 
I'm sure that, you know, you can contact Eric or something like Isik or somebody and tell them that, hey, you know, I'm doing this podcast. I want to talk a little bit about steel mace or kettlebells or whatever. Would you be interested? Like, it's an easier way to connect with people, you know? And it's fun. Like, I got, you know, you're on here. I talk, I did a long podcast with Eric, a long distance one with Eric. I did a long distance one with um, uh, Aaron Furry from Furry Yoga. Like, I, I talked to some guys from my gym, if we can't, or from the, the gym uh, in the area from a house and if I can't make it to their gym or wherever like we just do one in the middle of the day you know 12 o'clock hey get on Zencaster I'll send you the link and then you know we'll talk nutrition or whatever it's a really cool tool man this is gonna bring a lot of change to my life it's, it's so cool this this is definitely a new outlet yeah. for me awesome yeah dude I'm glad awesome well uh thanks again man. and um we'll just uh, we'll wrap it up right here thanks everybody for listening everybody thank you so much for your love and support make sure to follow frank at frank underscore puglisi on instagram check the show notes for the link to his podcast the young minds podcast he's an interesting guy and i like i said i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to collabing with collaborating with frank in the future we have some ideas throwing around Thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to Action Coffee. Go to www.drinkactioncoffee.com right now. Use promo code Danny at checkout and give 12, 12% off your order of Action Coffee, whether you go medium roast, dark roast. You can't really go wrong. It's a great option for stocking stuffers this time of year, whatever holiday you choose to celebrate at this time of year, if you choose to celebrate any holiday, right? Uh, Thank you to Glow CBD. Go to glowcbd.co and, and get your first order of uh, chewable CBD tablets, non-psychoactive from uh, cannabis plant, non-psychoactive chewable tablets from the cannabis plant. 110% legal and it's phenomenal. Great way to reduce inflammation and just feel physically good with no negative side effect attached to it whatsoever. And that's the podcast, everybody. Make sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast, obviously, if you're not already, on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Make sure to check out my Instagram at Danny Cola Fitness. There you'll find kettlebell exercises, little nutritional tips or workout tips or motivational tips or whatever information that i find from other inspirational cats that i could relate to all you people that's the goal here let's uh let's raise up together let's bring it up together let's keep learning let's keep loving and that's it everybody on the flip side peace